podcast where we have loads of fun. I just remember the loads of fun part. Loads of fun. Yeah. Loads of fun. On today we will lots of trivia, lots of trivia, and have loads of fun. Play some trivia and have loads of fun. That is what it is. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of Direct Hit, a podcast where we discuss all things cricket, celebrate our endless love for the game, play some trivia, and have loads of fun. So, who wants to begin? I know which players you guys have picked. So, I could even ask one of you guys to begin. <laughs> but like, I actually changed all of my players. You know, I was I was thinking of doing Dhoni, but then I found better stories about uh, Sachin and Sehwag. Like about their opening partnership and about the World Cup, so I thought let me talk about that instead of talking about Dhoni, because most of Dhoni's stories were inspiring, right? And uh, I found some inspiring stories about Kohli as well, but I found really fun stories about uh, Sehwag and uh, Sachin. So Pranav's made it clear that his favorite yeah. cricketer depends I mean, on which cricketer actually has like the best stories. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's an unfair assessment at all. But also, I would, I was gonna say, I think Pranav, you made a wise choice because as soon as you started Kohli, there'd be a mysterious force muting you from somewhere in Bombay. <laughs> no, honestly, that's what I was trying to do Kohli today. I was trying to do Kohli today. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do Kohli today. Like, I want to oh, put yeah, it out yeah. there. Like, I've been talking about this to people a lot. I don't hate without Kohli. It's not as much as it's been protected <laughs> on the podcast. I really don't right. hate without Kohli. I just feel like I think not the whether you captain. do or not, see, whether you do or not, it's like, me and Shivam Dubey, right? It's become a part of the podcast. No, but now you hate Shivam Dubey. I don't hate. I don't hate. I don't hate Shivam Dubey. Part of the podcast culture. Uh, <laughs> if we started streaming on Spotify, this might not like work as well. But Soumya, you should just wear a shirt that says "I don't hate Virat Kohli." <laughs> 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 no, I'm going to do that. Now. I'm going to do that now. The entire, the entire idea since the fall, like since September, has been that I have a soft corner for Rohit Sharma, and that somehow started. Needed to hatred for Virat Kohli, <laughs> and uh, honestly, I don't love Virat Kohli as much as some of the like some of some of you guys do. But I don't hate him either. I, I can't deny that he's one of the best players. But I just can't agree with the fact that he is the best player. So like that's my only that's the only distinction, which is kind of coloured by the fact that I have like a bias for Rohit Sharma. And I see like Uzair Kanti, Uzair, Uzair likes all the tweets in which I like tweets about Rohit Sharma. <laughs> he, like, he likes all of those videos in which I get very emotional and I'm like, if Rohit Sharma is not the captain of the Indian cricket team, like the next three like three years, the three ICC tournaments, India is going to lose really badly and Virat Kohli's captaincy will be the reason. <laughs> I think this is a sign that all of us should get t-shirts with our favorite one-liners from the episode, from the podcast so far. Mine is going to say if the uh, Uzair, I'm taking your line. If the if the host country, uh, sorry, if if it rains, the host country's points are deducted. That is by far my favorite <laughs> oh, episode line we've ever had. CC Great Britain. CC. CC Nasser Hussain. Mine will just be like Joginder saying slash Joginder Sharma. Joginder no one. Joginder no one. Joginder no one. Mine will probably be like Ballaleya. Yes. B H B H. Do you say what Archit type? Who is Shivam Dubey? Who is Shivam Dubey? No, yeah. Um, Pranav would be who is um. Wait, who's, no, no. Who's, who's Pranav's is going to be Pranav's is going to be six sixes. Oh yeah, yeah. Stuart Broad. I thought he when only Stuart Broad, Broad took his 500 wickets. Stuart Broad, when yeah. Stuart Broad took his 500th wicket. My first thought was, what will Pranav think when he sees this? <laughs> <laughs> what <are the> <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> the last time I saw him, he got hit for six years. Thirteen years ago. How did he take that? <laughs> anyway, anyway, so we've spoken a lot about our stories from the podcast. <laughs> Now it's time to talk about stories <laughs> of our favorite cricketers. So who wants to begin? Like, actually, I I want like I actually wanted Sid to begin because Sid has picked <laughs> uh, Rahul Dravid. And I thought that Rahul Dravid would be like a nice, like talking about Rahul Dravid stories would like set like a calm and nice, good boy tone for the rest of the episode. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, I think um, so. Yeah, I mean, as you all know, uh, Rahul Dravid is, as Sonia said, the good boy of cricket, right? And growing up, kid from Bangalore, um, always looked to Rahul Dravid as kind of the the guy who, you know, he's the local celebrity, and not just you know, he's not someone you'd approach on the street and and be like, whoa, it's Rahul Dravid, you know, very unassuming guy. He's steered clear of you know all the controversy that's happened on the india team throughout his long career um and you know you've never seen someone or at least i've never seen someone who loves the game so much right to the point where it's not just you see many people and i'm sure rahul dravid obviously cricket was his career right but you can clearly tell when people view cricket as a career and when they view it with love and devotion for the pure form of the sport right and the story i'm going to tell is about that So after he retired, so I mean, you all know the kind of basic circumstances of his retirement, where he had this kind of bad streak as a captain, and you know, the India was losing games, 2010, 2011 overseas. Um, but of course, you know, he'd hit a lot of big knocks towards the end, and you know, he's just he ended it on a fairly kind of neutral note, but mostly saying that wow, Rahul Dravid is one of the greatest players we've had. This is a good see off for him. After that, his club team, Bangalore, uh, I think it's the Bangalore University Cricket. Cricket Club or BUCC, it's called. I don't know what the exact form is, but the the local Karnataka Cricket Association Cricket Club was in danger of being relegated. And an interesting tidbit is that the guy does. Can anyone guess who was part of this team at the time? Just think contextually: cricketers from Bangalore, cricketers who were sort of on the rise of their career, 2012, 2013. Any guesses? You may not get. Sid, discuss, Sid discussed this with me, so I know who it is. Yeah, <laughs> I saw me. Sorry, what years? But... So this was 2012. After Rahul Dravid retired, there's one mm-hmm. guy part of the team who went, ended up playing for India after that. So you know, yeah, usually there's a lot of like local Bangalore guys who just nobody knows. But then there's always one or two. Like Tirmani came from the club. Um, obviously, Dravid came from the club, and a lot of good district players also came from the club. But then there's another guy who ended up playing for India after, and. Um, So I'm asking, do you know who that is? It's If not Rahul. You hint. No, he said no, ended up. Rahul. He said ended up. Playing. Ended up. Yeah, Rahul. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't Rahul. Yeah. Um, clue: Roger Binney. Okay. Tough one, no? Tough one. Tough clue. <laughs> Very difficult to guess. Very difficult to guess. Pranav Pranav still looks blank. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to see why Pranav's not saying. Pranav, just answer Pranav. <laughs> Wait, Stuart Binney? Yeah, it's true. Is there why is this thing? See, I thought, I thought, it, I thought, it, I thought it's too obvious a clue, so it might not be. Yeah, Stuart Binney. No, it was Stuart Binney. No, there must be some other relation. It yeah. can't be. It can't be. It can't be this direct. So, so it was Stuart okay. Binney. So basically, Dravid comes back, and the coach of the team requests Dravid to play. Now, if you are, a, you know, this this guy, big guy, big cricket guy who's just retired from from international cricket. What are you going to say when some local cricket team, like the equivalent of Mad Dogs, asks you to come play for them? Most cricketers will be like, "No, I'm retired." A and B. This is beneath me, right? Dravid was coaching IPL teams. He was about to coach the under 19 team. But what did he do? He says, "Of course," and he comes and he plays the game and he saves the team from relegation by hitting a 70 ball hundred. 
along with, and he has a batting partnership with Stuart Binney. So um, I, I love that story because it's just so illustrative of how much he just loves to play the sport, right? How much he loves playing cricket. Um, and, you know, he's gone on to do so many other things where, like, the, I'm sure you know this, uh, maybe you know the story, but in 20, 2008, when Kevin Peterson played for um, RCB, uh, Rahul Dravid wrote him an email giving him advice on how to bat. And even today, like, I don't know if you all saw the commentary today uh, during the England-Ireland match. Um, Kevin Peterson talked about how he got advice from Rahul Dravid on how to bat and how that, you know, he used to, we know Kevin Peterson is a big hitter, right? Because he would always plant his front foot. And I don't know the full technicalities behind it, but he said, thanks to Dravid, Dravid used to practice with no pads, have someone throw the ball at the rough. You have no idea that could hit your legs again and again. But he practiced and practiced and he got so good at picking the length of the ball, which is why he, you know, he's one of the few players who could do that straight on drive like this and make it go yeah. to the leg side. So one of the, right. and you just, you see that he's just inspiring, not because of how good he is. And, you know, for, for, for many players, that level of inspiration can be intimidating, right? But he's just so approachable. All he did was practice, repeated, repeated practice, pure love for just how the sport is played. He's able to help even you know, people like Kevin Peterson learn how to play the game. And the fact that someone like Kevin Peterson is taking advice from an Indian, Rahul Dravid, just shows you how much weight he carries, right? And all this is great. But to me, the, the thing that shows this the most is the fact that he turned down the India coaching job so he could grow the sport from the grassroots level. That yeah. shows someone who deserves, you know, to be coaching, first of all, every team in the world. But also, it just shows <laughs> you that he cares about the youth playing the game, right? And the way he talks about their emotional health, the, the, their kids, right? They're 19, under 19-year-olds 19 and about how it's so important that they learn to play with one another beyond just the cricketing skills. His relationship with Prithvi Shaw, all that is just illustrative of how much of kind of a wise guy he is, right? And that's why I just enjoyed growing up for me. Rahul Dravid was just someone to look up to and he still is. So um, these few stories indicate that. You know, like interesting, an yeah. interesting insight that you came up with was that he turned down the India coaching offer so that he can grow the game from the grassroots, right? And it, it's really telling that in the last few years, you've seen so many under-19 players shoot to prominence and play for, IP, for, like for IPL teams and then also play for India. And you did not really see that before Rahul Dravid was the under-19 coach. Like, you had these players having, like, these good under-19 World Cups. You had, you had like, the Unmuk Chand and, like, uh, some of these players. But none of them were able Virat to capitalize Kohli. when they got... No, Virat Kohli was, like, Virat way, before, yeah. was way before yeah. that. I'm talking about, like, between 2010 and 2013, 2014. Yeah. You had, like, Unmuk Chand. And that's the only name that comes to my mind. Like, yeah. but he was given a go in the IPL teams. He played for Delhi. He played for Mumbai. But he wasn't able to capitalize at all. And like, it just looked like after a point, he was not meant for the big stage. He was a great under-19 cricketer, but wasn't meant for the big stage. But the way Rahul Dravid has groomed them only over the course of like a few years has been so, I don't know, like it has just been so transformative that all of these guys are in the position where in like, Prithvi Shaw, he might have not, he might have been suspended for like seven or eight months last year, but he made like a killer, like uh, made a killer debut against the West Indies. He played like decently well in the, like in New Zealand. He hit like a really quick 50 this year at a time when everybody else was struggling. You have Shubman Gill who's waiting, like he's waiting to knock the, <laughs> like, knock the door down and play for the Indian team. Like you have so many other players like Kamlesh Nagar, Koti Shivam, Mavi, Ishan Porel. They have like raw pace and they are not losing their pace despite having like 100%. been like despite yeah. being like only 20 21 years old having already nursed so many injuries yeah so there's something about rahul dravid there's something about the way he is approaching coaching there's something about the way he like he has just 
devoted his entire life to the game that is just good for indian cricket and i feel like a lot of people overlook this side of dravid a lot of people overlook how gritty and how dedicated he is and it's something which is extremely worth commending but you know there was one thing um, another thing that you mentioned in your story um, about him playing that match like to like to ensure that the team doesn't get relegated when you said that like the the, the immediate name that came to my mind was chiteshwar pujara because i was watching an interview i was watching an interview that ashwin gave i think to vikram sathe on bob the duck and um, ashwin mentioned that like he also organizes this like private league every year in tamil nadu and he just called like pujara did not have like any cricket to play because the indian cricket team was playing some odi series and of course it is for pujara is a stranger to the like, to the blue outfit right mm-hmm. so he had nothing to do for like a month month and a half so chitesh would like so ashwin just called pujara over to tamil nadu to play like a four day five day game for the for the club that he was playing in the private league that Ashwin had hosted and Chiteshwar Pujara went in and then Chiteshwar Pujara was like uh, if i bat for like uh, oh no sorry what happened was that Chiteshwar Pujara batted for like for two uh, for two sessions in that match and he told Ashwin i'm going to go by day 3 i'm not going to stay for all five days mm-hmm. and then Ashwin's like okay even if you stay for one day it's fine and in those two sessions three sessions he hit like he played against like 20 21 year old tamil nadu cricketers who might not even play the ipl level He was playing exactly like he was playing like the Australian bowlers in 2018. He he made like a 191, <laughs> like 192, 200 ball, like 75, 80. He slowly accelerated, got like got to a 250 ball hundred, and then he went up to Ashwin during the tea break and said, "Ashwin, I'm going to accelerate now." <laughs> <laughs> he hit he hit 60 runs in the next like he hit 60 runs in the next 60 balls and then he got out. <laughs> and, but that's that's the thing, right? You you see like Chiteshwar Pujara, Rahul Dravid, these kind of people, just the hunger that they have to just continuously get out there and do what they love doing, do what they do best, like just continuously like just that and. that just like indias to me so much it's just so inspiring that 100%. we love cricket we we love cricket yeah. we love talking about cricket we love watching cricket we also love playing cricket but just imagining the kind of dedication that these guys put into the sport it just makes it like it just makes you believe why it is such a big deal to represent your country yeah. at the highest level yeah 100% yeah, and it's, it's it's just i mean it also shows like what kind of a guy he is right like there's another story read with dravid too about how he in an interview once um he was apparently saying the word, the the phrase sort of because he like, was having some trouble getting an idea mm-hmm. he kept saying sort of sort of like you know and the the promoter kind of came up to him at a break and said you know interview is going great but you're saying this phrase a lot he said oh okay let me know if i'm doing that again and then he makes sure never to say sort of through the rest of the interview right <laughs> i mean two things are are very interesting to me like first of all and i don't even have to illustrate what that is i'll just paint an image for you Imagine Virat Kohli being told that. Imagine any other big hotshot player being told you're saying this word a lot. What would their response be? You know, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah. And the second thing is so the fact that the promoter even felt comfortable, right, approaching Rahul Dravid mm-hmm. and then the fact that he took it is another like, you know, cuz even then there's that risk that if someone looks approachable, they may not take it. They may not they'd be like, yeah. you know, but he takes the feedback to heart. Like that is just the kind of person Rahul Dravid is. And to your point of pujara you know taking his time and <laughs> i think the the greatest incident for me ever is obviously beyond the the partnership with lakshman beyond the the multiple 200s he's hit it has to be the fact when he took it in adelaide against australia 40 balls to score <laughs> he was like he he did not score for 40 balls straight and the crowd was applauding him the crowd was going after him and when he finally gets off the mark he raises his bat you know pujara Shows broke that the... record also pujara yeah. broke that record also against yeah. south africa yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pujara took 58 balls to get off the mark against south africa yeah 
so I mean, my point is just that, right? Like we draw parallels between Pujara and Dravid, you know, Rahane Tendulkar, like just style-wise, not fame-wise. And then, um, <laughs> but then it's just, it's, it's illustrative of the kind of impact these players have, right? I think Tendulkar obviously carries his weight, you know, for a lot, but I think more for personality-wise, I think Dravid carries more of a weight in that sense, right? Um, and that's just illustrative of the, the, as you said, the attitude shift in the under-19 players too. There's just... They love, you can see how much they love playing part of that part of the team, right? Even India A players, like I've never historically seen, you know, before the last couple of years, India A players having so much fun and enjoying it and taking that to heart. And guys like Hardik Pandya and Ashwin and stuff going and playing in India A to get practice yeah. is, I think, a facet of Rahul Dravid engendering that love for the game in a lot of these players. Yeah, I definitely agree overall. Um, for me, Dravid was in the same way. Um, the person of that generation of Indian cricket who I looked up to the most um, and still remains that way for me. Um, like you said, his demeanor and the the openness he had with how he'd share his love of the game with anyone, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Um, and I think it's definitely clear that the the whole development of the lower levels of Indian cricket today is attributed to him because we didn't have this kind of a meaningful under-19 and meaningful India A experience before Dravid came in and took the role. And everything that exists in that level now is because of him um, and because he was able to start a generation of players who were able to be consistently successful in different levels um, and are, you know, all pushing at the edge of future Indian cricket or current in the case of Prithvi Shaw. Um, so I definitely, you know, love talking about Dravid. Um, but I think the interesting thing about Dravid and his generation is that all of those guys, um, and obviously I'm thinking of the big four, big five batsmen, but even, even other guys on the team in that era um, had very good cricketing minds. So I actually have a story about Sachin and, and Dravid batting at the crease together. Um, so this was in a test series um, uh, a test series in 1999 in Mohali um, playing against New Zealand and at the time um, Dravid and Tenduka were at the crease batting together and the bowler was Chris Cairns who was at the time um, one of the best bowlers in the world he was, he was playing for New Zealand um, and the two of them were batting really well um, for, for a while, and then the ball started to reverse. And um, for whatever reason, that day they weren't really able to tell um, which side was the shiny side consistently. Um, I think it was a matter of lighting or something like that. Um, so they were, they were being beaten consistently, um, and a certain over, Dravid was having a bit of trouble. And they knew they had to come up with something because it was getting risky every ball, you know, getting beaten and, and getting close to nicking it. So they went to the middle and there came an idea. Sachin was like, okay, you know what? I'm closer to the bowler than you. So here's what I can do. When he's coming in the run-up, I can look at what he's doing, which side is the shiny side and which side is the dull side. And based on that, I will hold my bat at the non-striker's end in a certain hand. So... If he's bowling an outswinger, he's going to hold the bat in his left hand. <laughs> and if he's holding, holding it in such a way that it's an in-swinger, he's going to hold the bat in the right hand. 
And so for the next few overs, <laughs> Dravid was staring at Sachin as Chris Cairns came running in. He wasn't watching the ball until it was released. Um, and suddenly, I think one of the first balls after they started doing this, Dravid hit like a beautiful cover drive. Then he's playing that on drive that Sid was talking about. A few like wonderful shots. And then the New Zealand guys are like, what? What's going on? Like something's wrong. How do they do this? And they they could they could see something was fishy about what Tendulkar is doing. So they had him change it. Karen's Karen's eventually changed it up and he bowled across the delivery. And Dravid still got it. And uh the reason is because they had agreed <laughs> that if um he if Karen's did something different, um Sutton would hold the bat in the middle. <laughs> wow. Where'd you get that so, story from? I've never heard that. Yeah, Sachin told the story at some event, um, non cricket related event in Australia a few years ago. Wow. Um, I got his doing yeah, how deep his research is. I got his yeah, doing how profound yeah. he yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> doing deep research about my player. That's great. Yeah, that's, doesn't get much better than that. My I think this was a Sachin story. Too. I think this oh, was a Sachin story. Does, yeah. Yeah. Sachin told the yeah. story. So Sachin I guess story that with sense. a yeah. connection to your to player. Yeah. 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 But you know, the thing has become quite common these days. The thing has become quite common these days. A lot of players do like, that. Yeah, signal. Like, yeah, the signal whether the ball didn't 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 Dhoni yell at Manish Pandey to do the same? I mean, 2020, like in a T20 match, you're not going to get reversed. In a less so, formal way, way, I think. It was a yeah, T20 match. Not. Last over of a T20 match. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. That's a funny story, too. <laughs> That's a funny story. <laughs> yeah, so I think you know what's funny? Uh, how good those guys yeah. were thinking in that era. Yeah. We can Akash, was that your story? Yeah. Like, was that the story you intended to tell? That was one of them, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. That was, was just like, one, yeah. wow, you just oh, pulled yeah. that out of nowhere, you know, like, context. Wow. Okay. So, uh, like, wait, wait, wait. Let us talk. Let us talk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. One small point that, like, the story reminded me of. It was um, it's, it's a coaching story, um, as opposed to a cricketing story. So, in 2006, Bob Woolmer was Pakistan's coach. He unfortunately died during the 2007 World Cup, but he was a legendary coach. And um, when he joined the team, our openers were having a hard time in Australia trying to understand where the ball was swinging, whether it was going to go out, whether it was going to come in. And so they approached Woomer and they were like, you know, I think it was Salman, but Taufi, Umar, those boys at the time. And they're like, how do you, like, how, how, can, how can we, like, read McGrath and Lee coming in and bowling the way they do? And he basically, in, in, in the Mets, um, in the bowling machine, he put different colored balls into the bowling machine. And he told the openers that each time a ball is released, you need to say if it's yellow, if it's blue, if it's red. And you need to do that as soon as it leaves the hand. So all they were doing was looking at the ball as it, as it came out of the hand. And like it was, a, it was that small little tactical change that didn't lead to any success in Australia <laughs> in that tour. But it was this, the small little things you could do to make life easier, and that's and I, I was I was reminded by that with with like Dravid's bat <laughs> with with Tendulkar. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, also on both of your points, right? Like that's what Peterson was talking about too, right? Like that's what Rahul Dravid got so good at by just literally wearing nothing and having people bowl at the rough because you have no idea what the ball is going to do at that point, right? Even with pads, like 
at least me, like I'm all over the place when, when it, it hits a portion that you don't know what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the fact that he's able to stand there and pick exactly where the ball is going to bounce just by watching the, it come out of the bowler's hand, like that is, I don't know how you do that, but it's, as Uzair said, it's important to like, just those little things you can try to just, even if you're not ready, you don't know exactly what's an instant grab swinger, you know, okay, if he's coming this way, you're watch, you're tracking the ball, you're, you know, subconsciously getting more into position to play the ball. Right. Yeah. Uh, what I was saying is, uh, you know, right now we're talking about how uh, these batsmen, they thought so much about what sort of ball the bowler is going to bowl, what kind of swing the bowler is going to do. And then you have someone like Virender Sehwag, who goes out to bat, decides to hit the first ball for a four, no matter what happens, right? So, uh, I was watching this interview where uh, Sachin was saying how annoyed he was with Sehwag because he was mm. continuously hitting uh, for the like the first ball. And he went and told Sehwag that, you know, maybe you can uh, not do that. And because someday a bowler might bowl a really good ball and uh, like it might be troublesome for you. And Sehwag's just like, I'm sorry, I'm going to do that no matter what. And uh, there's a very interesting story from the 2011 World Cup that uh, Sachin and Sehwag were batting, right? And... Uh, that day, like they were playing South Africa and Sehwag was not batting very well. He didn't start very well. And Sachin goes to Sehwag and he tells Sehwag that uh, take a couple of overs and understand the kind of bowl the bowler's bowling. And then the rest of the overs belong to you. So take some time. And all that Sehwag was doing throughout this time was nodding his head and singing. And Sachin's like, what are you doing? And he, said, and he, and he thought, okay, fine, let's wait for some time and see what happens. And then the next over, he goes and tells Sehwag the same thing. And he's again singing and he's again nodding. And then this happened for five hours and Patendulkar got pissed and he tells Sehwag, I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't stop singing right now. And uh, Sehwag is like, see, uh, I'm not able to play very well right now and I have a lot going in my mind. So I just want to sing so that I get distracted and I can play well. And then Sachin's just like, it's fine. But then if you want to do that, tell me. <laughs> I've been telling you for the last five hours to play properly and you're not caring at all. And then like, it's, it's, so, it's so fascinating to see how chill Seva was when he was batting. Like, uh, I, I read an amazing story about how uh, when India was playing Pakistan in 2003, uh, <clears throat> they, they were playing a test match, right? And uh, Seva was, like, he'd been batting for a very long time. And uh, he had amazing, uh, like an amazing relationship with Inzamam. And he was fielding, uh, so like, uh, he was on the non-striker's end. And he, and Inzamam came towards him and he told Inzamam that uh, your, your fielder is fielding on long on. Ask him to come to mid on and so that I can hit a six. That's all he said. <laughs> yeah. And Inzamam's like, are you joking? Are you serious about this? And he said, yeah, please do that. And uh, Indra Mom said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> and he said, and he asked the fielder to come to mid, to mid on. And Sehwag hit a six. And then, uh, like, uh, Danish Canada was bowling that ball. And he goes to Indra and he said, what are you doing? And Indra Mom's like, you, you mind your own business. It doesn't matter. Like, it's so amazing to see, like, this happening in India versus Pakistan. The was just like, let me hit, let me hit a six. I want to. I mean, Amazing. No, Virendra Sehwag, you know, that's the song that he used to sing before, he, like every time if, like every time he used to walk out to bat, from the time he, he would leave um, like the dugout to the time he would reach the crease and until he would face his first ball, he would sing the Kishore Kumar song, Chala Jata Hoon. Oh. Like, Chala Jata Hoon, Kisi Ki Dhun Mein. He used to sing that song and it just perfectly encapsulates the way he bats. You know, he just like gallivants, he just gallivants his way to the pitch and he doesn't care. See ball, hit ball. That's the philosophy that he ball, follows. And it was amazing. 